You're listening to Board Game Bitch. I'm your host, Victoria Fraser, and we're going to talk about all things board games. Let's get started. everybody welcome back we're here at another episode of board game bitch it's your favorite bitchy board gaming gal <laughs> i've got uh, an episode with a lovely guest today who is very excited i stalk him all the time um we're besties now <laughs> that's, that's your introduction no i'm kidding i who do i have an actual introduction um please welcome my friend toby cook hello toby hello. hello pleasure to be here How absolute pleasure well brilliant you know across the atlantic Late at night, got a glass of whiskey. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking coffee, so we're like a very opposite. Yeah, I was going what's, what's the time in Canada right now? It is only 4 p.m., so I, I could be drinking that's, alcohol. That's but yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, you're after midday, so it's, it's mostly all right. But that's a very British attitude. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a European mud. My parents are like Scottish, British, all the things. Oh, really? Oh yeah, nice. a little bit of Belgian. Um, and I mean, he was adopted. My dad, so I like pretty much. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find out one day if I ever want to give all my DNA to those people. <laughs> oh god, yeah, but the, the, like half the um, half the UK at the moment is trying to find out if they've got Irish heritage because it means they get a European passport because you know oh. the whole EU thing. Oh right, of course. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. And I trawled my family tree for about seven hours and I could find nothing. And I was like, come on, just, you know, a distant long lost cousin. I'll take that. You know, that's funny. No. Oh, well, darn. Drat. So close. Um, do you get sweaty on like a like sometimes? Like, I get a little nervous, like anxious. And I just like, I can't, if I was to stream, I would just be a sweaty ball. Well, this is the thing when I'm streaming because I've moved house now and it's a lot cooler in this room because it's on the street, basically, where I used mm. to be streaming. I I mean, I, I alluded to it a couple of streams, but I was a sweaty mess the entire thing. I was basically <laughs> crying and people would be like, oh, I'll stream for another two hours. I was like, I physically can't. I, I am dehydrated already. If I go any longer, I will die on street. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be, you know, like, um, who was the, there was a comedian in Britain who died on stage and I don't want to do that basically. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I think I've read of like an old historical figure who had something similar, like, um, mm. stuff like that. There you go. Talk about streaming. Uh, this is your actual bio, not just for <laughs> friends. Dopey <laughs> uh, Cook is also known as the Bubblegum Bapper. He has been involved in numerous creative projects over the last 10 years, from touring with his folk pop punk, folk punk pop, wait, no, folk punk band, Brackenthorn. I'm sorry, I listen to a lot of pop punk apparently, so my no, brain no, no, just no. changed no, it. No, so do I, so do I. I always call us pop punk. <laughs> Good, like, you're no, pop punk. It's folk pop punk, yeah. punk band now that I've renamed. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from hosting a film podcast and even drowning in a Royal Lifeboats advert. Which was a lot of fun, to be fair. Wow. Uh, he now runs a Twitch gaming strip a Twitch gaming channel where he streams regularly and has recently released a new musical album called The Midnight Troubadour. So you could find a lot of things about him if you want. I'll link to literally everything. Talk <laughs> the shit out of this guy. He's very nice. He's a cool friend. Um, and he agreed to talk about da -da 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 -da, card games with me today. Yes. Yes. Let's go. What I really like about this is the fact that, you know, I've got a fairly middle class British accent. And I've come on this podcast to talk about card games. Like, oh, they were invented in Britain and we used to play card games. 
Uh, there you go. You're just gonna be like, I'm here to just be like, we changed the world our card games, or so you think. <laughs> but I, but I, I, for years was a radical socialist, so I'm trying to avoid any sort of empire <laughs> you know, references. Fair. And yet they keep creeping back. You know. I mean, yeah, yeah. The history of Britain and and stuff is a whole a whole can of worms. Uh, luckily, yeah. we won't be touching on that today. We're talking about <laughs> card games. <laughs> hey, you're the one who proposed card games. This is on you. That's yes, and I. But the thing was, I was like, okay, so I can look at your list of games. I was like, card games is a good shout because the only other thing I could suggest is Lord of the Rings, which Risk. I didn't put on there, think, but we could have. And I don't think I don't think anybody wants to ever talk about Lord of the Rings. Risk. So I was like, okay, we'll talk about card that games. was the only risk I had growing up. Like actually, oh, I should I should have chosen Lord of the Rings. Risk. <laughs> Next time, I love that. Next game. time, it's so stupid. Like. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, as you were talking about, so we're going to talk about the history of card games. And so you're saying how you know England, uh, you know, shared it with the world. I'm actually going to break that myth right away because unfortunately, British people did not invent card games. Um, guess where? Do you think do you have an idea of where, like where they came from or? If you want to guess, um, shot in the dark. There's only like 300 countries in the world. <laughs> Got a 0.03% um, chance of being right. Let me think about this. Because I, I, the problem is you've just asked me a history question. I, I have a history degree and I'm incredibly into history. So uh, I'm actually going to properly think about this one. Um, I want to say America, but that seems too recent. No, so it can't be America. No, it's not America. We're going back to the Roman Empire. Tang Dynasty, 9th century China. China. Is... China. China was the third one I was going to go to. And I didn't actually. Oh, Sorry. Can we roll Sorry, back? Sorry. No. No. We... <laughs> China. And you just cut that in. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, he was wrong. <laughs> it was not Britain. It was not the Roman Empire. Although that was a good guess. Um, it was China supposedly there's a lot of debate on like where they originated from but it does seem to have some eastern mm. flair to it i mean it makes sense they had uh wooden printing blocks before like we had printing technology and they had paper actually they did that way before uh the rest of the world um it looks like they also spread to egypt and asia in general before eventually coming to europe in the 1300s and it's funny that you thought it was british because it goes to italy the first incidence of card oh, wow. games okay. italian and they were super controversial and they were sometimes banned mm. and we know this because of an ordinance in 1377 uh, where the church called them the devil's picture book which is oh i love that <gasps> but i love the i love how the church wades in with this stuff you know like the devil's interval so on the piano and they're like you cannot play that chord because it invokes the <laughs> devil and it's like we can't have any fun you know it invokes the devil no yeah. matter what we no, do it does i mean it's also <laughs> just like a hilarious image like the devil's picture book i just picture satan you know with like a little <laughs> a little kid on his lap and like a reading like a little baby devil i don't know are there do devils start as babies i have no idea i haven't read the bible in a very long time and i'd rather not go back to it <laughs> but anyway that's what i think of but it's in the traditional form so the devil was going there going okay so one two three four five six seven ten and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do pictures of monarchs <laughs> that'll really I swear on this. I almost swore that. Oh, Am yeah. I you can swear? fucking swear. It's called Born You Bitch. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, what's the title of the show, <laughs> Toby? Come on. Hey, hey, hey. I, I still, you know, I was polite enough not to. You know, I was going to go in effing and jeffing, but I was like, you know, let's let's be careful here. But yeah. it's all good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. You also, in Germany and France, so it did spread throughout the rest of Europe, not just Italy. Mm. Uh, you weren't allowed to play on week, week, like work days. You can only play on the weekend, on like holiday. Brilliant. Unless you were rich, of course, because rich people could do whatever they want. Yes, yes. And and do not want to live as a middle-aged rich person. No. The fun they had. 
They were allowed to drink coffee. They were allowed to drink wine, and they could play card games all the fucking time. They were living it. They were. I want to be them. <laughs> Why do you think they actually banned cards? Do you have any any guesses on that? Um, worshiping false idols and gambling. Yes, they were gambling. They were drinking. Probably playing strip poker. Let's be honest. The church can't have that. <laughs> no, well, to be fair, I got invited into a game of strip poker once, and I can't play poker, so I had no idea what was going <laughs> You're on. Just I was like, like, I'm here to strip, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, 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 Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. It's fine. <laughs> Got to make your money somehow. <laughs> uh, we can go on. Uh, so, actually, going to another fun historical thing that happened. So, what do you think came first, tarot cards or the actual playing cards? Because also, those tarot cards are very interconnected to the history of cards. Okay, so tarot cards, I think, is more linked, linked to gypsy culture, as in traveling culture. So... Yeah. You said playing cards existed with the dynasty. So I'm going to say playing cards came first. I kind of gave that one away. <laughs> Do you know, I was, I, was, I, was, I, was being all, I was being so logical about that. that I went, wait a second, no, wait. The dynasty, that would be before tarot. So there we go, sorted. Yeah, no. So in the 1700s is when tarot cards actually came around. And obviously playing cards existed before that. Uh, it was a trick-taking game, like a lot of card games. And... At one point, some French dudes just like, oh, these things are tied to a bunch of ancient wisdom. You can predict the future with them. And I think a different French dude publishes a book on it, uh, and it just gets super picked up by fortune tellers and probably other traveling cultures, uh, like you said. And voila, tarot cards are born and kind of go a very different direction from yes. playing cards. Um, but it's all totally just made up. Like, the guy's just like, this is tied to ancient history and mysticism. Like, there's no evidence before that book <laughs> well, that is, tarot cards were a thing <laughs> this is my favorite thing about tarot cards is I mean, honestly it's from the it's from the simpsons um but when they're doing a tarot card reading and it's like the uh the evil skull and she's like oh no no that's good and then like a card going down called the happy squirrel it's like the happy squirrel as if that's like a terrible thing and i love that oh as an God. idea you know because <laughs> because it is just you know it's this it's it's this idea of this is a bad omen if you tell someone something in their life is a bad omen, they will then modify their behavior. Therefore, it becomes mm -hmm. a bad omen, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and actually called self-fulfilling prophecy in psychology. Exactly, exactly. And I, I love that with tarot cards. I think it's a genius racket. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if I was like just an average person in, you know, 1700s Italy, and or I guess it was France where they kind of started, mm. um, and some person's like, hey, you can predict the future and use these cards and it's all cool. And you, rich people loved it, of course, because mm. uh, they had the hobby, like they were more allowed to do it. I mean, at that point, probably everyone was using them. But anyways, um, if I was like an average person, I could just be like, so you're telling me I can use these cards. I can make up a bunch of bullshit and <laughs> someone will pay me money to do it. <laughs> You'd be sorted. Basically, the I'm only good, I'll do that. <laughs> the only requisite is you need to be able to read. And once you're in that like 5% of the population that can read. You, you don't even need to read because it's pictures <laughs> oh, on the it's card. Pictures. It's, oh, it's even more clever. <laughs> yeah, like the book, the book you could read to learn how to do it. But like, if other people didn't read the book, then who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. all, all you need to do is learn people's psychology because basically you put down a card and if they react looking happy, then you can either, you can just go, yes, this is a good omen. If they react <laughs> looking a bit nervous, you go, yes, this does mean that you're going to die because of an infected kettle. You know, like... <laughs> Ah, uh, no, worse. You got smallpox, and it's pretty yeah. much over for you. <laughs> how, how many cows have you licked in the last week? You know, 
Oh, two? You're safe, actually. Yeah, yeah no. They, you know about fine. vaccines and like and the cow thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, no, no. You, you got well, anyway, the the milk, milkmaids were uh, so to get the vaccines that they so vaccine comes from Vash, which is cow, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. milkmaids were um, not were like not getting as any high rates of smallpox, and eventually they kind of figured out there was like some sort of bacteria, I guess, they were exposed to when mm -hmm. milking the cows. Um, so anyways, licking a cow would keep you safe. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Amazing. in a weird way. Yeah. Anyway, fun fact about that. That's about <laughs> vaccines. Sorry. Hey, history, everything's related. Um, so yeah, if you want to know more about the history of tarot cards specifically, because I'm not going to dive into that because it's kind of different. Um, stuff You Should Know, great podcast. They have an awesome episode on that that I'll link to because I definitely stole some stuff from there. But yeah, the early hand cards that were made were the early card games. The cards were hand, print, hand painted and handmade. Uh, so that's partially also why it was a very upper class thing. And they end up being, you know, you know, collected and, and beautiful, like Pokemon, early Pokemon mm. collecting, collecting type thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the symbols on the cards are interesting, too, because, again, people have, like, looking back in history, we're like, oh, obviously, this had so much meaning. So the four, uh, one theory is that there's four different medieval classes when they came out with those mm. four suits. And so each one had, like, a different meaning behind it. So, like, hearts are maybe are yeah. the upper class or diamonds are probably the upper class. Hearts are the next up. I don't know how many classes there are. Yeah. That's actually probably not true, unfortunately, even though it's kind of cool. Um, and that's most likely because if we look at different decks in different European countries, they're totally different. And like the Swiss German decks uh, had heart, not hearts, roses, bells, acorns, and like shields. And like, that's not, no who's way. an acorn? That's not a class. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the squirrels, the squirrels are involved. It's important to represent squirrels in your card games. Oh, absolutely. You know, they actually, to be fair, there was a study this week that came out that squirrels have a lot of the same brainwave patterns as humans. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Legit. Like, it. It's not even me making that. That's hilarious. That's funny. But I never knew. I never knew that other European countries had different. Oh, yeah. Because that's a very that's a very Anglo-centric view of the world is that it's the same as maps. You know, when you see a map from another yeah. country and you realize which nation is centralized. And it's the same with cards. <laughs> I always think that everybody around the world knows hearts, clubs, sp um, yeah, spades and diamonds. Yeah, that's uh, the British uh, one yeah. for sure. I think that maybe English and French or something, but uh, the German one and there's a couple others that are a little bit different, uh, which makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. They just aren't as common, I would say, nowadays. Mm. Like we're going back. This is like the older first versions of playing cards that are mm. getting printed. There were still some historical things that are true on the cards. For example, I already knew this, but... Uh, those four kings are actual kings that are being referenced oh, really? on the cards. Do you know which ones they are at all? Take a guess. No. Think of some famous historical men. Charlemagne. King Charles, right? Did he also go by King Charles or was that a different king? No, Charlemagne is the emperor of I France, thought Charlemagne. so he's oh. a bit earlier on. King, uh, I thought Charlemagne was King Charles, but I'm probably wrong. My bad. No, 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 no. no. Uh, King Charles is one of them. King Charles, okay. Uh, There's some older ones. No, yeah. it's like, they're pretty ancient. So the four are King Charles, King David, Emperor Julius Caesar, and Alexander the Great. No way. Yeah. Okay, that, that's really interesting. King David's very interesting. I actually don't know much about him and, and who he is and what he did. King David's very linked to religion. Oh, is he? Hugely linked to religion. Yeah, because he's, he's connected to Bethlehem. I think... And any listener who's about to tear their hair out listening to this, but <laughs> pretty sure he, in some way, either founded or grew Bethlehem. Okay, that kind of makes sense because the religious Down aspect in of David's it. town. There's a, yeah, because there's the carol about it, uh, little Bethlehem town. Mm. But yeah, 
any listeners, please message in. But obviously message you because they won't be able to get to me. So <laughs> go, it's fine. Go find Toby and he'll tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> Come into the Twitch channel. I'll be like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I got it wrong. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's more or less the history and like the cards from, from now to today and some interesting myths that we mm. busted. Uh, busted. Did you ever watch Mythbusters growing up? Or is it- oh, I loved Mythbusters. I loved Mythbusters. I absolutely adored it. It was a oh, brilliant program. So good. Always the best. My Honestly, my favorite one is one that nobody ever really remembers is when like they did this thing about, um, you know, when a ship yeah. sinks and in films, everybody gets sucked down with it. Would it actually create that? And they got Adam to go in a swimming pool and dropped a huge weight and did it suck him down. And it did. It was like the only myth that was actually proved oh, true okay. on the show. Some of them are true. I, but I very love few. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they're like, you know, like the main right. one they've always got running through that always involves dynamite. dynamite and they're always like, way. what would we have to do to make and this actually happen? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. This was one that they just basically the first attempt got proved uh, true. And then they ran out of material, so they had to fill in the rest of the episode. Wow. It's brilliant. I absolutely love That's it. That's so funny. I always loved the like the little mini myths that Carrie and Tori and Grant did because they would have those three I were loved. so great um yeah. and like my name so my name's victoria and like i go by tori and it's because when i was 11 i watched way too much beth busters and tori was like my favorite and so i was like i could go by tori <laughs> so i see i i, I as, a, as a child had a massive crush on um kerry i think it was yeah and recently i was watching on the train and i was like oh it's fine i'm i'm you know it's 15 years removed now i probably don't still have a crush and she appeared on screen i was like oh they never leave no of course not i don't even think because they're i don't think they're on the show anymore anyway getting side besides point let's talk about card games again i i love i love the tangential approach so we we, we're doing so great (laughs) hey we were busting myths just like the mythbusters and then we had to talk about our favorite mythbusters people it's fine it's fine exactly exactly it's a rambling podcast that's the important it's a podcast That's exactly. what they are. <laughs> we, we're in the background while people are, you know, doing works and spreadsheets. Yeah. They're like, you know, I'm hanging out with friends right now. Yeah, have fun folding your laundry while we talk about whatever we talk about. You got this. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, yeah, 100%. And cooking. Definitely cooking. So we've been playing card games for hundreds of years uh, across different cultures. Sometimes it gets a little mystical. Sometimes it's a little historical. Sometimes it's outright banned. But nowadays, at least, we can play games more or less without any harassment from the authorities, which is nice. (laughs) So now we are going to talk about our favorite card games and the ones we grew up playing. Uh, What was your favorite card game, Toby? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've got three. Can I I hit... Can I hit you with three? Is that you right? can? But I prepared notes on only one of them. Oh, okay, brilliant. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> but please, let's start with the one that I know you've got notes on. Uh, Cribbage, definitely. Crib. Crib. Yeah, it's it, honestly is a game I've forgotten the rules to about six times. I constantly have to re-remind myself to play it. But my granddad and my dad both played it, and my favorite memory of playing Cribbage is being uh, in 2010 when I was in Iceland on a school trip, geography school trip, um, and the volcano went off. And I was downstairs in the lobby with some sixth form. I can't remember why I was talking to him, um, which is basically the equivalent of a senior. And I mentioned, I can't remember why I mentioned that I liked cribbage. And he went, oh, I love cribbage. And we ended up playing cribbage. And we were stuck in this hotel for four hours playing cribbage together. And we did it with pen and paper, which is the hardest way to play cribbage because you've got to keep track of the score. And it's a really confusing game. And eventually I lost tremendously <laughs> and retreated my room never to be seen again. But I love it for the fact that it's got the family connection. Mm-hmm. 
is always linked to that moment in my life, like playing it like a volcano is going off and it's like, how do we pass the time? Let's play a 13th century card game, of course. Of course. I can play card games for hours. And actually, I love to bring a deck of cards like if I'm like yes, on a sailboat yes. or if I'm traveling yeah. and camping. Because any one of those situations, you could just be like, oh, I'm stuck here for six yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. It's a family tradition. We've all, all of the kids in our family have got a pack of cards that our parents bought us at some point on a family holiday. And I've still got my pack of cards from Corsica when we visited that, which is a small French island uh, off the coast of France. Mm-hmm. Um, very famous as a pirate colony for years. But... Oh, Amazing island, but um, I've got a pack of cards from there that I've had now for 22 years, and I always take it on trips with me. And I think I've used it once on a trip, but it is like you say, you know, your phone's run out of battery or you're bored or whatever. Should we play Rummy? Should we play Knockout Whist? Because you can't, like, there's always a game that everybody knows. At the base level of it, you can play cheat, you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know, if they don't know anything, you've got, I mean, Go Fish is like the worst, but you can play, yeah. or War, like those really, really basic ones you play as a kid. <clears throat> 52 card pickup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Blackjack. You can, like, if you've got enough people, you can easily play Blackjack. Well, yeah. Like casino games, there's tons of those, and those are all really easy for, mm-hmm. like, they're usually easy because anyone has to be able to play them because casino wants to make money. And if it's too complicated, no one's going to do it. Right. Um, yeah. I love Blackjack. I have had so many times where I was in a pickle of some sort and had deck of cards. And that like literally hours, like one time I was um, a very simple, short sailboat from uh, a beach called Kits in Vancouver. And we went to the other side to West Vancouver, just like across like a small bay. Yeah. And yeah. our boat got, what's the word when it gets, ugh, I should know this because it's been a while. Beached. Been beached. We got beached for four hours and yeah. all we had was cards. And I mean, there was like a town nearby, but like. It wasn't, you know, we had lunch and then we're like, great, four more hours. What are we going to do? We just sat on the boat and just played cards. And it was great. I don't remember which game we played, but. Uh, but I love that about it because we had the very similar thing on a family holiday when I was quite young in that we were planning to go to the beach or something or other. It started tipping it down. I think we we're in Mallorca. So you don't expect it to tip it down in Mallorca. My parents just pulled out a pack of cards. And honestly, that was my favorite day of the holiday. And it's the only day of that holiday I remember. Yeah. And it does. It. it it removes you from everything else you're doing. You know, you can just play cards for hours with friends. And it's oh, totally. still, to this day, you can still do it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I love that it's like, it's really persisted across time. And it's so mm. much like a historical, it's a, a family thing. It's also just mm. like a thing we've been doing for centuries. And it's still entertaining. Like I always forget how every single card game I love, like they're always like yeah. entertaining and fun. And yeah, so many silly memories with like, oh my god, my cousins and I played a game called Spoons, which mm. is very, very simple. And we talked about this briefly, but it's uh, you collect four of one card, like one type, like all four fours or all four, four kings, and you draw a card past the next person. And once you have four, you have to grab a spoon from the middle, but it's like musical chairs. There's one less spoon mm. than there is people. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So we got way too in that to that game with me and my cousins growing up and we broke my aunt's coffee table because we all scrambled for the spoons and like you know the weight of five mostly grown teenagers <laughs> kind of breaks the, a table <laughs> but that's the thing isn't it like so when you're when you're a teenager you're surly and you don't care about anything but you could still play a card game and have the best time in your life you know? oh yeah and i i as i said i i absolutely love that about card games i think they're they are the only other game I can think of that has the same generational appeal over the history is chess. Mm. And I hate chess. Yeah. Oh God, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm naturally good at chess, but I never play it because I find it so tedious. But I never find card games tedious because I think it's short rounds, you mm. know? 
it's not like you're sitting there for ages. Like, you know, like Monopoly. Oh my God. I hate Monopoly as well, because when you're losing, you lose for six hours. Whereas if you lose in a card game, it's 20 minutes, you know, and then you can play the next one and you've got another chance. Yeah, yeah most of them have rounds. So like you you at least mm. get to whatever round um, and the turns go quick enough because you can only do so many things. And like, while there is a lot of strategy often, it's not, I mean, kids can still play them. They can, you don't even have to play with any strategy at all as well. Mm. Like you can just play, with, I mean, obviously if you're following the oh, rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter. That's one one that I love is cheat, which you already said. Cause that's one that kids could play and they have to cheat. So they don't really have to know what they're doing. Another one. Oh, I just remembered that I actually didn't write any notes on, but I played this with my girl guide groups. Uh, every time we went camping was a game card game called Mao. And this is, okay. I don't know, this is a Canadian thing. Is it related? To it is related or... to the chairman Mao. Oh, okay. okay um, and <laughs> I'm not going to like offend anyone with this, but basically it's a card game where you don't know the rules like intentionally one person has to know the rules and they enforce the rules and they deal oh, okay. cards to you if you play incorrectly but no one's allowed to talk but oh that's brilliant that's genius because you don't know what you've, no, you've done wrong and then you're trying to so you work have to out like what the watch is. the patterns of what people are doing to figure out how to play and i don't think it's especially complicated but there are a number of kind of weird rules and then whoever wins i can't remember but at the end you add like a new rule so then you can play it for hours adding in extra strange rules like you when you yeah, play yeah. a seven of hearts you have to say have a nice day i don't think that's a rule in the game i think that was a rule we just always did in my group um but it's a hilarious ridiculous game for kids also it's great because like the kids aren't talking so if you're like a girl guide leader and you just want these 12 year old girls to shut up and you're just like guys we're playing this card game you <laughs> go play the card game and i'll just sit over here and go you on. get a card if you talk too to enforce the rule of no talking that's like the only rule you know is you can't talk and you can obviously play a card on your turn what's interesting about that is that it's weirdly that's become a have you ever heard of the game ring of fire i don't know i don't think so so it's a it's a drinking game but basically you have a pile of cards in the middle and you keep drawing cards from them and then every you know uh uh, let me think is four no two is you so you point at someone and they drink yeah but there is one card you can always pull out that you can make a new rule mm. and the absolute best one in that is to say don't point because when people drink they point at each other <laughs> and if you point you have to drink and it just messes everyone up constantly that's fine and i love that so um, that's amazing but yeah but i love i love i love things like that because i really annoyed a friend of mine recently in the pub because i and this, I would encourage the listeners to do this to your friends because it's really funny. Yeah. But you basically, you put a beer mat on top of a pint glass mm -hmm. and you say to your friend, there is a way you can drink from your pint without disturbing the mat. There is a certain way to do a suction and all that. You can take a drink and the mat will not fall off. I want you to work it out. And you give them 10 minutes and then you go, okay, I'm just going to go to the toilet. You fuck off to the toilet. And when I come back, I hope you've worked it out. When you come from back from the toilet, yeah not the beer mat off the glass and just go there is no way to do it i was just messing with you oh it's so mean you get the 20 it's so good though it's so <laughs> i mean i do love a harmless trick like that where you're just like because then they've no got answer. 20 minutes where they haven't touched their drink <laughs> and they see they're looking at it the whole time like i need to work this out it's 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 very cruel oh that's a good very one fun. that's funny it's very fun as the person doing it um some facts about crib though since we were talking about that a little bit mm -hmm. i also played it growing up a little bit not a whole lot i played with my mom maybe a couple times and then my one of my friends growing up she loved it and so she same thing as you i forgot how to play every time and she'd have to tell me like it's not the most mm -hmm. complicated um but it was complicated enough that i was like how do i do this again yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways of toasting yeah. up yeah exactly forget, and she was know, like so. really good at it she'd be played it so many times and i had really played it very little uh, but i do love it apparently it comes from a oldish english game called naughty 
it's a pretty simple game. You take, you place your cards, you take your points based on how they play. Um, and if you fuck up real bad and one person beats you, like whoops your butt, which always happened to me because my friend was way better than I was. Um, I would always get skunked, which is they do so good that you yeah. don't make it past a certain line. Like the- Yeah, yeah. It's a one quarter or one third. And then you're yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. I hate the fact it's got a name. But the, there's, there's the name as well that I love is in it. Uh, Muggins. Oh, I don't know. That's when if somebody doesn't, claim points when they're adding up so if you miss oh, yes. a five out of ten then your opponent can go muggins and take those points yeah i forgot which about my that. dad never played with me because he was kind but <laughs> I, what a rule that is you know that is mean and i feel like someone's yeah. just playing for the first time it's like so yeah. cruel <laughs> yeah you i mean that's a rule you can only play with people who've played it for like you know 15 years really ideally uh depends on how nice the person is what are your other yeah. favorite card games that you you said three like your top three Top three, uh, Cribbage, Knockout Whist. Don't know if you know that one, Knockout Whist. I don't think I do. Knockout Whist is a great game in that you got you get seven cards, and it's you turn a card over, and that's the Trump card, not yeah. the president, luckily. Um, no. And it's the, the that suit will always be any other thing, and then you all just play cards, and the highest number wins unless somebody plays a card of the Trump card, hmm. and. You have to win one round to go through to the next dealing. And if you don't win any, you obviously go out. So you've got to make sure you at least win one. And whoever wins whoever wins the round gets to decide next time which suit is the trump card. And every wow. time you get a slightly less cards until you get out of one. And whoever's got that round has basically won because they can go, I say this is spades. The other person's got a diamond. They're never going to beat you, even if you've got two. And I love yeah. it. It's a very, very quick game, but it's a really fun game. Nice, that's fun. I don't think I played that one. Okay, so what's your third one? But yeah, third one, Rump. All of them. Okay, what's the fourth one then? What's the fourth one then? What's the fourth one? So let's skip the third one. Uh, Fourth one is Billionaire, which doesn't really count as a traditional... It's it's not a traditional card game, but it does involve a deck. So Hmm. I don't know if I could use it. Do you have to be a billionaire to play it? (laughs) Is there something you're not telling me? (laughs) No, no, no. It's based on the stock market. I was actually explaining the other night to someone basically you've got a suitcase in the middle of your round right and you've got you've got suits but they're this they're all the same so they're all oil diamonds paper and computer tech and what you need to do is you need to collect all of a suit and the only way you can trade is you go market open and everybody says two 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 three 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 they try and trade numbers of cards mm. and you can only trade for the number you you're trading right. so if you've got three you can only trade for free once you've got the entire set, you yell billionaire and grab the suitcase. Oh, okay. It does sound very similar to Spoons, but like a little different. Yeah, exactly. It's the most intense game I've ever played in my life because you go market open and you're just like, do, 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 do. oh, I don't need that. <laughs> one, 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 one. And then eventually you get it and you just yell billionaire, grab the suitcase. And it's all over in like five seconds, but it's amazing. Yeah, I like a good quick game. Like those kinds of like really fast paced ones too are always fun, yeah. like uh, modern. I mean, now tons of regular board card games are have come from the fact that we use cards to play games. Um, and so mm. I, I can think of so many great ones, but that's for different. We're talking about playing card games in this like yes, this case. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, my favorites, my top three, since you gave three. My first one that I put is a game called Wizard, mm-hmm. which is in Canada. It's well it's a Canadian card game and other people it's around the world. It's just most people haven't heard of it. Like my American friends are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like Wizard? You never played Wizard? It's just a trick taking game like uh like many others like Hearts and all that, where mm. you know you bet on the number of tricks you're gonna get in a round. 
get points if you're right, you lose points if you're wrong. Yes. And whoever has most points wins the game at the end. But the difference is um, it has extra cards. So it has some wizard cards and it has, I think, jokers. Um, so it's it's sixty a 60 card deck instead of 52. Um, and I always like the little old man, the little wizard. Because <laughs> it's got also jokers, uh, extra jokers or something. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like more than just the, the wizards. But yeah, it's a really simple, fun game that for me was my game growing up of like with my family where my mom and my, my siblings and I would be on the ferry going from Vancouver to Victoria. And it's like a two hour ride. And so yeah. we would just play wizard and like quarter hockey on the table. <laughs> like Qu for hours. Wait, 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 what's, what's corner hockey? Oh, quarter hockey is just hockey with quarters. You just- <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, cause we used to play exactly the same thing, but it was uh, table football. Oh, you so call it exactly that instead? Yeah, because well, in the UK. Canada, hockey, hockey yeah. UK, yeah, football. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, it's all the same, just different words. Do you know what's interesting, though, is what you just mentioned as well, is Hearts is a, a really famous card game that I've never learned to play. Really? Ever. I, I cannot play Hearts for life. I've tried to get my head around it at least seven times. Hearts and Bridge are the two games I can't work out. Yeah, I haven't played Bridge. My grandmother apparently was like a huge Bridge person, and we always had like cards. But that's such a thing, isn't it? Grand grandmothers know how to play Bridge. It's a glass of cherry and Bridge. You know, that's a real thing for grandmothers. I think once you get to a certain age, they're just like, okay, so here's your rule book of Bridge. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to play it before you're a certain age. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't play it before. That's why you don't understand it yet. Your brain needs to ripen a little more. <laughs> Once I reach 70, I'll come back on this podcast and be like, by the way, I know how to play bridge now. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 692. <laughs> He's finally back. <laughs> he ditched me, but now he knows how to play bridge. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> Final episode, the finale. <laughs> no, I haven't played bridge. I've played hearts and it's it's fine. They're all kind of similar. I don't remember the details. I think it's it was easy enough, but like it was definitely trickier. I like it took me a little bit to get to remember. I haven't played it since. I was I was even gonna play some of these online, like to like refresh my brain, but I was like, I don't want to have to find the, do the effort of finding some online group. And am I playing with robots or am I playing with people? God, no. Well, to be fair, I, I watched a YouTube video of someone playing Chris ah uh, good but against against himself, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you could ever play a card game against yourself. I know you. I know how you could play chess against yourself. Only solitaire, because that's like a solitary game. Yeah, and but again, another game I never learned how to play. Oh my god, it's so easy. I know everybody keeps saying this. Every time I tell them I never played solitaire, they're like, "But it's so easy." It's harder. It's hard to win sometimes, but it's not a complicated game. You're just trying to stack them. And anyways, yeah. it's but I, we could talk about solitaire another time. <laughs> episode two, Bubblegum Buffer's back to talk about solitaire. He's learned how to play. <laughs> Six games he now knows that he can talk about. No. <laughs> Still not bridge. You're not allowed to learn bridge. No, 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 not well. Episode six hundred, you know, that's bridge. Then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we got we got at least a three part episode here, you know. <laughs> Trying to think of the other ones that I would say are like my top games. I also played a lot of poker with my family growing up. I won my first game of poker when I was eleven. Which which type of poker do you play? Oh like, god, it was the two card one where they draw five. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's three in the middle, and then. You have to, and you have to make a good five, like Yahtzee, like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming. Have you ever? That's the one I played. Have you ever played poker, poker dice? No. Oh, poker dice is great because you don't need to bother with any of the cards. It's all just there on the dice, and you just roll, and you just. It's it's so much easier. There's not fifty two cards to remember, so you don't have to do any card counting. It does sound like a lot easier. You just gotta load your dice. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, and that's the my. I remember my dad teaching me poker dice after a Christmas once. Huh. And then said, actually, no, I'm not going to teach you how to gamble. And I've forgotten how to play it since. But I had one great day of playing Pokemon. <laughs> I was about seven. Nice. 
Nice. So. Yeah, it's always fun when your family lets you win when you're a child. <laughs> or maybe it was luck. I don't know. I was 11. It seems unlikely that I actually knew what I was doing. So I hardly, I just remember that I won. And I was like, woo! And I got like $60 because that was the pot. Whoa, real money as well. Can I gamble illegally at 11? Maybe not. This is a made up story now, guys. Don't call <laughs> the police on me. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's only one time in my life I've ever watched a poker game for money. No, I lie. No, I was involved with one as well. But it is blackjack. Does it count? Sure. It's a casino game. Again, actually, to be fair, it was again, it was in Iceland during the volcano. Oh. And we do you had... keep triggering the volcanoes? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It, was, it was the same year. It, we just happened to only have a pack of cards and it was before smartphones. So, what are you going to do? And yeah. we played blackjack, but we had this the currency in Iceland is called krona. And we didn't know the exchange rate, but we had about 6,000 krona between us, which was about six quid, apparently. And basically, we played blackjack. To the length of time that a friend of ours called uh, a friend of ours ran out of money, and I, in a very cool moment, went, "If you don't have any more money, you have to leave the room." <laughs> and he fucked off. And I was like, and "My mate Billy afterwards was like, that was really mean." And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't expect him to leave." So basically, I fleeced someone for all their Icelandic money and then kicked them out. And I was like. I'm so sorry about the next day. I was like, I'm so sorry, mate. And he was like, no, I got bored. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure you did. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's funny. So there you go. Yeah, I don't play a lot of casino games. Like poker, my family played. So like, I've never played it in a casino. Um, I played blackjack in a casino, but that's it. Wizard was my favorite. Um, and then I would say next being uh, poker, because that's just a classic one everyone knows. And sometimes you win money. <laughs> it's fun with friends. It's fun with friends. Oh, yeah. It's really good fun with friends. Oh, yeah. I think poker is a great game to play. Like, poker nights are seriously underrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Love. As hangout opportunities. So much fun. fun. And then if you lose all your money, like, I mean, we don't like we play a crazy amount of money in my family, like five, ten dollars, like whatever. Um, yeah. And then one person at the end of the night can buy a bunch of beer because, like, they got more money than they yeah, did exactly. before. They, <laughs> they order the pizza and then you're sorted, you know. Totally. And yeah, my third one would probably be this game called Speed. I don't know if you played that one. I've heard of Speed. I actually have heard of Speed, but I cannot remember it at all. Please remind me. Very simple. Uh, mm. You're playing with one other person. You set up the cards kind of in a bunch of piles. There's two in the middle that get flipped that you're going to play on. There's like an, an emergency five cards, and then you each have five cards in your hand and 15 to get rid of. So you're just playing cards as fast as you can. Yeah. And it has to be like one above, one below kind of thing. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, whoever puts down the last card says speed, and then they like win. And it's like a five-minute game, I swear. It's so fast. No, but I, I have played that. I can't remember. I cannot for the life of me remember when I played it, but I remember playing that because I had so much fun Yeah. because we had like yeah. 60 rounds in an hour because you just oh, yeah. blitz through it. It's so good. It's so fast. Like I would play in my, with my little sister, we would, we just loved it. And we just like be in our room, just throwing cards down. Like, ah, cause like, so <laughs> you're so quick. You have to be so fast. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, that was a good tangent. I had fun. <laughs> I'm here for the tangents. That's what I bring. All for the tangents. I, we'll see how, I usually try to cut to half an hour, but it looks like we talked for a lot. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe <laughs> I'll have to have secret bonus content for people to read, to read, <laughs> on the page. to listen to. Yeah, yeah. The non-existent Patreon. Oh my God, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> someday. Um, actually, no, the network that it's on, because my friends have like, we have like a small network together and they have a Patreon. So I always just send it to them and be like, put it on your Patreon because like mm. I'm part of it, but I don't want to have to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. All right, I'm going to bring it back and we're going to wrap this. We're, we're going to go back. <clears throat> and that's everything about the history of card games, our favorite card games, and uh, I don't know, a bunch of just tangents, because why not? It's a podcast. We had lots of fun. It was a lovely time having you here, Toby. Oh, it was so much fun. 
I'd love to. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. Sorry that it's so late for you. <laughs> I'm I'm very nocturnal, so this actually works really well for me. Good. This Wonderful. is when I'm yeah. most lively. So <laughs> <laughs> I tend to work the same way, where I'm like, I'll be tired from like eleven to midnight, and then midnight comes, I'm like awake again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I about two o'clock in the afternoon, I fall asleep for about four hours, and then I wake oh, up again. So nice. the morning, yeah. I'm great, and then the evening, I'm great. That makes sense. And so, yeah, um, if you guys are looking for some ideas on card games, we've obviously covered a lot. If you just wanted to know about the history of card games, then share this with your friends and be like, hey, guys, did you know this cool thing? Show off the nerdy knowledge that you have now. That is my gift to you. Have a bitchin' weekend because I'm hopefully releasing this on Friday, which is today. Nope, it's going to go up next Friday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Take it easy. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the show. You can find more information on social media, like board game facts, articles, I don't know, all sorts of fun stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BoardGamePTCH. And you can also follow us on your podcast app, hopefully, if you aren't already doing that. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you can leave reviews. I also appreciate that so much. Or really, to share it with your friends. Shout out to Canzino Music for making our awesome new intro. See you next week. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.